Hello and welcome and thank you for tuning in to Habits of Influence, a project by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs, where we discuss the good, the bad and the ugly aspects of building a movement and hopefully provide insight as well as motivation for your business journey. Through the combined expertise of 34 years in business, your hosts Magdalena Hanna and Ian Mannheimer are here to empower and indirectly mentor you whilst you become the person others wish to follow. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Habits of Influence, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs, where we discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of entrepreneurship, as well as building a movement. And every week we're here with you, me, Magdalena Hanna, and my co-host, Ian Manheimer. And today I wanted to talk to you about discounting. We're very close to the all famous Black Friday, Cyber Monday craze, or, you know, <laughs> the craziness of Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And I just wanted to know your thoughts about discounting today. And specifically, does discounting or is discounting a good idea when building a brand specifically? As with everything, there's always variables. I personally am not a huge fan of the discount mindset. Um, I work in a very hands-on service-based industry. um, And I believe in adding value more so than discounting. Um, It's it's one of those things where when you start offering discounts, you're basically saying what I'm offering isn't worth what I'm charging. So you create this mindset of people saying, well, if they don't believe it's worth it, then why should we believe it's worth it? So you're kind of creating this, this downward spiral and what I refer to as a race to the bottom. You're trying to get to the bottom of the barrel. We're going to offer the cheapest prices, this and that. Okay, well, great. I'm glad your prices are cheap. You know, I can get a burger at McDonald's for a dollar or I can go to a steakhouse and get a steak. I, I want a steak or go even go to Red Robin and get a 10 or $15 hamburger. It's going to be better than the dollar burger at McDonald's. So what are we creating? Are we creating that bottom of the barrel mindset of we're offering the cheapest, lowest quality product, or do you want to build, like you said, build a brand of what's the reputation? Do you want to be the cheapest around or do you want to be somebody who's known for quality and other factors? Now, that being said, um, for what we do, sometimes we'll offer nonprofit discounts or if there's certain things. I Can I, can I share a story here? Absolutely. A few years back, and this, this, this is one of my favorite stories to tell because, again, I'm not a fan of discounting nor am I a fan of undervaluing what we do. And this is probably going back six, seven, eight years. It's been a while, maybe longer. There was a church that reached out to me wanting one of our obstacle courses. And at that time, our, our least expensive obstacle course, we rented for $3.95 for four hours. And they lived, it's an, it's an area called Woodland. It's about 20, 25 minutes from our warehouse. And um, the, the youth pastor just asked me, he said, hey, is there any way you do it for 300. We don't have the budget. And I said, well, I said, it takes me two people between labor, between fuel. I said, that's really the lowest we we can go. He said, well, what if we as a church provide you all the labor? You only have to send one person. They don't even have to do anything. They just tell us what to do. We'll set it up. We'll help you pack it up at the end. We'll do all the work. Just send one person. Could you do it for us for $300? We really, really want to get an obstacle course. We just can't afford your rate. And I thought about, okay, it's a new church. If they'll do what they say, yeah, I'll do it. And I called my my main driver at the time. And he's like, 
you know nobody ever shows up. You know they don't do this. I'm like, well, if they don't have people there, then don't set up. So he calls me a little, you know, after we booked the event, he gets up there. He goes, guess what? I'm like, well, he goes, I got there. There are 10 people waiting for me. He goes, I didn't do anything. I said, good. So that started a relationship. Mm. And this is the only time I will say where I believe in doing discounting. So that same church called me a few months later and they had a $750 budget. They called me a few months later with a $1,200 budget. They're now booking anywhere between three and 10 events a year. They opened up a second location and these events run anywhere from, you know, I think the highest one was like a 4,500, you know, $5,000 event. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, if I would have turned them away at that $300 point, either they would have found a different vendor, but they sure wouldn't be coming back to me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think you have to be able to evaluate and assess what you're doing and have a long-term goal in place. This was something that I saw as an opportunity to build a relationship. Yeah. And by building that relationship, now I'm the only company that they call. And even though there are companies that's rates are lower, they're like, hey, you were with us in the beginning. You helped us build. We're sticking with you. Your customer service is above everybody else. You you were there for us. Mm -hmm. So it, it built that relationship. And that to me is where I do believe in sometimes you have to give a little bit. And, and, I, and I do have a soft spot for nonprofits or, you know, schools, churches. I understand their budgets. I worked in the education system. I know sometimes people's hands are tied. And this, like I said, this organization has blown up. They opened up a new location. They're booking multiple events a year. They did a men's retreat this summer. They did a, you know, 4th of July event. They're, they're blowing up. So if I didn't do that way back then, there's a lot of revenue I probably would have lost out on. Hmm. Now I don't, now there are... Uh, and when you, you start talking about like Black Friday and some of those things, and I know a lot of these companies, they say they're doing this huge, massive discounts, but then all they do is they really, they jack up their price and then do a discount. So you're paying what you'd normally pay anyway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's one of the aspects of what is happening. One of the typical ones, especially if we're talking about physical products and if we're talking about um, products that you can get in physical locations, absolutely. The rule of thumb is to put the prices up and to put them down to the normal price range uh, that it usually is outside of Black Friday, Cyber Monday. But the hype of the event and the amount of people and the whole atmosphere kind of create these um, this feeling of this emotion of I need to have that now and this is a good deal uh, and guys uh, do, I do recommend that you watch till the end because I'm going to at the very end I'm going to give you the free only moments or situation where you discounting your service or your a service I'm specifically going to be talking about service or um, if, if we're talking about product, I'm going to talk about digital product, but this is mainly for the service-based businesses. I'm going to give you three situations where discounting is actually very valuable and very correlating with Ian's story of getting more business uh, from actually one discount. So stay till the end so that you can get the free situations where getting a discount is actually very valuable for your brand. And now let's get to my thoughts. Uh, I never do discounts. <laughs> I almost never do discounts. I- I'm really, really not pro giving discounts as a brand building exercise. And there are reasons for that. And um, the reasons are external and internal both. The internal is highly connected with what you just said. If I were to be discounting my 
products, I would be devaluing the luxury feel of the brand. And this is what I want to project. I want to project that um, this is so valuable that it is worth the money because what you get out of it is 10 times more, 20 times more, 100 times more valuable for you in the process uh, in terms of results of what you're getting after you get the service. But also because um, I know that it's worth it, right? So uh, I'm not going to sell myself or my expertise or the years of my experience for cheap. Uh, so that's my internal reason. And external reason is out of respect towards other people in my industry and some people might say "Ooh, this is actually counterintuitive uh there's a lot of um you know people voicing out how um the service industry should not be as expensive and as competitive but bear in mind if we all discounted our services and if we all dropped our prices trying to kind of outdo one another then you know eventually we would be so overworked with the wrong clients just as much as the right clients that the um, service quality would definitely go very much down because there's just so much it can do in a specific space of time and also it's not good for your potential competitors that set up businesses in the future because if you keep on discounting 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 uh this industry will stop being beneficial and that means and specifically in my industry where i coach people who will in the future coach people or become influencers towards other people that means that i will have no more clients in the long run because they will have no more incentive to get into the business itself so potentially that is hurtful for them and also it's hurtful for the people that they could potentially lead and help in the process i have two thoughts can i jump in real quick of course you you mentioned you're, you're gonna be so busy with the people you know and then also the people who you do want no because when you get so busy you're not gonna be able to handle the capacity of the people who you do want to be working with and there comes a point where it's not so much about the dollar the dollar that we're charging is because of the experience, because of the knowledge that we're bringing to the table. It's not just because of what we're charging. And there are newer people in the industry that like, for example, people who you're going to train, they're not going to charge what you're charging because they're not where you're at. So for me, I, I had a call, as a matter of fact, it was not yesterday, the day before from somebody and they're looking at myself on another company. And they said, you have some things that are very similar to this company and some things are different. You know, do you work together? Whatever. I'm like, I said, well, I said, I know the person we're friends. And I said, we both do things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I said, the great, great person. Absolutely love them. You know, we're going to meet up. We're, we're both going to a trade show in Orlando um, in two weeks. And we're going to meet up down there and visit. And you know, we, we send referrals back and forth. Absolutely great guy. Nothing bad to say about him. And she goes, is your pricing comparable? I said, actually, our price is a little bit higher than his. And I said, I said, full transparency. I said, we do charge a little bit more than they do. And our service model is a little bit different. And it's... I have no problem telling people that, yeah, we are more expensive. There's a certain clientele that I am looking to work with. Ah, I, and I, that's I, the I key word here. I, and I will refer I, back I, to that. I, I don't want every client anymore. There was a time when I first started where I took everything. I would discount. I would jump through hoops. And like you said, you get to a point where you start running through every day of, wow, I was doing all this work and there's really not much to show for it because you're racing to the bottom. I don't want to be at the bottom. 
I have more experience than some. There's a lot of new companies that are starting up that are significantly lower priced than we are. And that's great. And they can do these these parties or these events for people who don't have the budget. Yeah. I have I am happy to refer them. Actually, that's not true. Some some people I'll refer, some people I won't. <laughs> uh, it comes down to quality of service and quality of expectation of how people set up. Nobody, I I can I can confidently say that in my local area, there's nobody that offers the, the service that we offer as far as the way we set up, as far as our safety procedures, as far as the way we keep our equipment clean. I know my competition and we are, in my opinion, above everybody else. I've sent, I've had my competitors call me for staff that they say we need extra staff. They've come back and said, I don't want to work with these people anymore. They've said their equipment was crap or they didn't anchor down or they were rude to customers. So I know what we're doing and I know what we're doing differently. And it's the little things and the little things come with expertise. They come with market research. They come with knowing your customer. It comes, there's a lot of things that are part of it. Uh, and where experience um, trumps anything else, because yeah, you can be you can be a you know a prodigy, you know, just you can just be new and fresh and go into business and be super uber successful. Uh, but that this that still doesn't mean that your service is going to be better than um, that of a person with a longer experience. And um, of course, it can go both ways. Sometimes companies, they just sit on laurels, right? And they just stop putting any attention to it. But more often than not, uh, with the experience uh, comes the quality and with the quality comes the price. And now I'm referring back to what you said, because it was absolutely beautiful. And I think that kind of puts everything into perspective when it comes to pricing. A lot of people are scared of pricing high, uh, even though they are very good in their craft. And even though they do have the experience um, that is relevant or necessary for it, uh, but they do have uh, some sort of confidence issues. And that is why they do not wish to price too much. They will wish to discount. And uh, they are actually shooting themselves in the knee, really, because with the higher prices come better quality of customers as well and it depends it really depends on who you want to work with uh, but there's this mean which i'm going to put up on the screen when i'm editing this episode you know with with the little horse uh where part of the horse is like a beautiful painting and you know uh, and and the other the back of the horse is like a drawing like a five-year-old five-year-old child's drawing and it's divided into half it's like you know clients expectations meaning the beautiful painting of the horse uh, but when a client asks me to uh, severely discount my service and still get the quality and that's the kind of side for the little child the little five-year-old uh, I find it super super funny we're going to put it on the screen so that you know which one I mean uh and for those who are listening on the podcast obviously do get yourself to youtube so you can see it too but i think you do know the meme is very well known it's just a case of uh you know when somebody expects me to discount really premium quality service for them uh just because of whatever expectations they may have um and i choose to also i prefer to work with high quality clients i do not like the low quality clients because usually they want to pay very little and expect very much and the and difference between that is high quality yeah. clients and let me just if i could just 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 gonna finish my thought the high quality clients they speak less and do more and sometimes there's going to be high quality clients that just don't have the budget and that's where you can just say, okay, well, here's what you want. 
here's what we can do for your budget. Mm -hmm. So you're not, how, how do you distinguish like, that? How do you check if a client is a quite quality client so that people know what to pay attention to and uh, they generally really don't have the budget because sometimes they don't. Uh, and it's a case of like, we got used to like, uh, you know, people cheating on the fact that, oh, oh I'm sure that you do have the budget. It, it's just, uh, which is not always the case. So how do you distinguish that? I, I think for me, when I'm discussing, I, I listen to the way that in which they're talking to me. I listen to the, what, what they're looking for, what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish with their event. And again, this is a totally different world than what you're doing. And, you know, sometimes you have maybe a college will reach out and they want to have a variety of things, but they don't really know what they're looking for. They don't know what the average cost is. And when you explain, they're like, oh, wow, that's a lot more than I thought it would be. And it's not, they don't want to be. And they're like, well, we do X amount of events a year and we, you know, but our budget just isn't where for all this. And then you say, okay, well, what are your top choices? Or for this budget, we can offer these different packages. So you're not getting everything you want, but we'll do something. We'll find something for you. And even on a private area, you know, it's sometimes a parent doesn't have enough money for their kid's birthday. I raised five kids. I understand that. I know how hard it is to come up with certain things. And instead of just flat out saying no, or we're not going to, we're going to discount a bunch, say, here's what we can do within your budget range. Let me know if this works. Or, you know, here's, here's some solutions that we can offer that may be more budget friendly. And I've done that before. People say, oh, I don't have X amount of dollars. And I'll say, well, here, you know, how, did, how, did, what are you trying to do? You know, oh, we're doing a three, a five-year-old birthday party. You know what? Here's something that I could do. I'll give you this resource. It's a free resource. Here's a variety of different games. You go to the local store, you can buy some, you know, spend $20, $30 on supplies and you'll be able to give a lot of entertainment. And that's no, that's no money going in my pocket, but you're, you're still providing a service to somebody, but you're not hurting your, your business or your integrity or what you represent. Yes. So, so we, so we can always come up with, I, I believe there's always a, come, a way to come up with a solution and whether mm -hmm. it's your budget, but we don't have to discount what we're doing. And I think you touched on the point of we're at, we're at because of years of experience. So I don't want to discount that. I don't want to cut myself short. But also hour. you said a very valuable thing and that first valuable thing and that valuable thing is actually the first thing of first situation that I wanted to mention when discounting is very, very valuable. And that situation is when you know that is going to be a recurring revenue for your company, meaning that if you get into an arrangement and it's going to be relevant in my case and in your case, it's just obviously going to be packaged differently. But if you do get established that the potential client is uh, a client, the kind of client that will bring on recurring revenue, whether it is with the um, obvious referrals, which you can establish upfront when signing the contract, or whether it is in multiple um, opportunities of working together, that is a situation where giving a discount is very, very beneficial because you are looking at a long-term cooperation. So this is actually situation number one. Perfect. What's number two? 
So number two is when there is a potential collaboration. So very similar situation to what we just discussed, uh, which is the recurring revenue, except that in this case, a collaboration, meaning that you go into a larger event and you collaborate with other service providers uh, as a package deal. So you are just an addition to somebody else's service um, that exposes you to their audience and their pool of people that usually work with them. And that means in result, it means an opportunity for you to get hired for different events from their audience or their pool of people. And this is another situation where discounting is quite, quite valuable. And the third situation that I wanted to talk about, and this is based on uh, my own like kind of research that I've done in terms of uh, getting clients and keeping clients, because, you know, that's, it's one thing to get a client and it's another to, to keep a client. Uh, the third situation where discounting is quite valuable is when you are doing larger packages offers. So Situation number two was when you are in addition to somebody else's offer, but situation number three is when you create an offer. And I don't know if it will be as much relevant to your specific situation, but in, in my, in my case, I've actually come up with it to another, with working with another brick and mortar business, a service, a hairdressers, where we were creating an offer, a packaged offer to potential new customers that were coming in through the door. So as opposed to just presenting a customer with one haircut, uh, we created an offer, which was a package of different services and products uh, tied in together for a discounted price. And that was enticing enough that usually in, in many cases or in all cases, and when it comes to business, it's more enticing than just putting up the service on its own or the product on its own. Because it's kind of like a no-brainer situation where if you um, if you come in for that price, which is usually very slightly discounted, not a lot, but very slightly discounted, but you get this and that and this and that and this and that in the eyes of your potential customer uh this immediately grows in value so much that they cannot afford not to jump in on the offer that's so, what i was going to say you're, you're increasing value yes you, so you're really, you're really just you're increasing value and that was one of the things i was about to bring up as well and when you talk about like for my industry um we do that all the time you know, if we have clients who book a certain amount of entertainment, we'll say, hey, you know, we're going to throw in a few extra games for you. Or, I, and I thought of it, I just thought of another situation where sometimes I will discount is if it's a repeat client that's been with us for years and books multiple events, sometimes I'll just throw them a bonus one day. And a lot of times, again, it doesn't necessarily come into discounting, but it comes into adding value piece. Like they'll, yes, they'll the incentives, yes. They'll, just, they'll, just they'll book something it. and I'll just, I will just on my own without them asking, say, hey, you know what? because we really appreciate you and your business, we're going to throw in these things for you. Yeah. And it's or, called loyalty or, points, isn't it? It's it's yeah. like, yeah, it, it's, it's a great way to actually keep the customer that that's the other side. I, like there, and something I really want to focus on, and it doesn't have to be this, but just, just to put it a bug in the ear is relationship is build relationship building is so much more important than sales. So much more important because when you have those relationships, those sales will come and how do we foster those relationships? Like again, different conversation for a different time, but I want to, spoon feed it right now of we should get into this topic of how do we build relationships and maintain them in in, in our business because 
that is where the recidivism comes from. That's where their peak customers, that's where the, the branding comes in because they're the ones are going to talk about. When you treat people right, they talk about you. It's like if you go to a really good movie, you tell everybody about it. You eat a really good dinner, you tell everybody about it. So that piece is going to be key, I think. In yeah, longevity. definitely. Definitely. Very valuable topic to discuss. Uh, keeping uh, the loyalty and the incentives and ways of delivering a service in such a way to keep the customer is indeed a very, very good topic. But in terms of today's one, discounting yay or nay situational but mostly i'd say i'd say nay on mostly discounting occasional situation yes add value don't discount yeah i'm on a no do not discount do not disvalue your service on an occasional basis uh if you fall into one of the three situations that we spoke about uh yes absolutely think about it but otherwise um you know, this is not something that I would recommend. But of course, it's always up to you and it's your business, your decisions. Uh, so I'm actually going to move the floor to you. Do you discount? Do you like discounts? Do you value discounts as a customer? Do you value discounts as a business owner? Uh, do you think this is a valuable way to build a brand? Do you have any examples of building a brand based on discounts to change our minds? If you do uh, want to share your thoughts, please drop them down in the comment section. If you're watching on YouTube, if you are listening on a podcast, do send them over to habitsofinfluence at gmail.com and we cannot wait to hear your opinions about the topic. And of course, don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, share with anybody that might find it valuable. And I think that concludes this week's episode. Remember guys, we're here with you every Wednesday at 12 p.m. EST uh, and on Thursdays on all major podcast platforms. So if you want to join us, choose the favorite platform that you use or just see us on YouTube. Uh, we're very happy for everyone who comes back with us and for all the new people coming in. All right. So that's it from us, at least from me, Ian. No, very good. See you next week and look forward to next conversation. Yeah. Me too. All right, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.